suddenly I realized just when a picture painted by the word revealing God in me showing me how much I look like him I'm seeing my father in me I guess that's how it's meant to be and I find I'm more and more like him each day I notice I walk the way he walks I notice I talk the way he talks I'm starting to see my father in me as I listen closely to the word the preacher had to say I realize there's been a change in me I remember praying for a lady just the other day and the word just seemed so easy to believe I'm seeing my father in me I guess that's how it's meant to be and I find I'm more and more like him each day I notice I walk the way he walks I notice I talk the way he talks I'm starting to see my father in me I remember all the love I felt when I saw the sad old man the compassion that I had as I reached out and took his hand. The word that filled my mouth that came to help him understand. The healing that flowed forth could only come from him. I'm seeing my father in me. I guess it's how it's meant to be. And I find I'm more and more like him each day. I notice I walk the way he walks. I notice I talk the way he talks. I'm starting to see my father in me. And I'm happy to see my father in me. Clamp, don't be, don't be bashful around here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Stay excited about this. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Holy Father, we humble ourselves tonight before the mighty hand of our God. We humble ourselves before your word. And if your word said it, we believe it. And that totally settled the whole question. Father, tonight as we break the bread of life, we ask for revelation, inspiration. Father, we ask for the light of God to come on in our spirits that we may take and use this word to the glory of our only Master, the Lord Jesus Christ. And Father, we'll give Him all the glory. In Jesus' name, Amen. Praise you, the Lord. In the beginning, in the beginning, God, in the beginning, God made man. 
He said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. And he made this man and gave him built-in dominion over everything that moved on this earth. It was built in because he had God's life. This man committed high treason and when he did, he sold out to Satan. And he died spiritually. In the day that you eat of that tree. See, there was two trees in the garden. Don't ever forget, God gives a choice. There was a tree of life in the midst of the garden of Almighty God. Woo! Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This man failed. The Adam, the first Adam. So, he sent a second Adam. Or the last Adam. Jesus is called the last Adam. In Luke, he calls Adam the first son of God. Hallelujah. 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 He said this one was a living soul and this one was a transmitting spirit or a life-giving spirit. Out of him, any man that received him gave he power to become the sons of God, even them that believe on his name. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believed in Him should not perish but have what? Get some of this life. He can get some life. He can get some life. He can get some life from another world. Praise God. He's translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the presence and the kingdom of Almighty God. Hallelujah. So, Jesus came to this earth. Number one purpose was to bring life. Bring eternal life. Praise God. Man must be born from above. Praise God. Vine said eternal life, Zoe, is a principle. It's a principle of life in the absolute sense. Life is God has it. That which the Father has in Himself and has given the Son to manifest in Himself. Adam, the first Adam, had the right to be the father of God's family in the earth. He failed, but the last Adam didn't, praise God. See, if you can understand the two Adams, you can understand what the Word of God's all about. Why Jesus had to come. Why did He have to come? Why did He have to come? Someone said, well, He come or we can go to heaven. Well, thank God we're going to heaven. But what about down here? What did He come to bring down here? He didn't just stay in heaven. If He did, said, come on up here and i got something for you. No, He came down here. He descended into the earth and brought something. He was on a mission from another world. He came from another planet. He came into this earth and brought something out of the very heart of Almighty God. It's called the eternal life of God. Hallelujah. Vine said the word... Uh, life here is in the absolute sense. Now listen to it, what he said. Now he's a Greek scholar, I'm not. You know, kind of like I told you, some of these folks speaking 12, 15, 18 languages, I, I just barely can get it out in English, but I'm pretty good in unknown tongues. Hallelujah. I can speak a lot of them. He said this word absolute meant free from restriction. Free from restriction. This guy is unlimited. This guy is unlimited. Jesus proved that. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Now you have this treasure in an earthen vessel. You've got it in a physical body, but you can extend this life to your soulless realm and to your physical realm, the body that you live in. 
He said the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, if it dwells in you, it'll make alive this physical body. Give life to it. So, he said this life is unrestricted. That means you're unlimited. You ever hear scripture says that I am more than a conqueror? Well, what does that mean? Through him that lives in me. I can do anything and everything. I can master all things. I can do all things through Christ who lives in me. It's no longer I that live. I died. Now I'm a brand new creation who's in me. It is the Messiah. It is the anointed one. The same one that walked the shores of Galilee. Now he dwells on the inside of you. Who did you receive when you got saved? His name's Jesus. It's no longer I but it's the anointed one living on the inside of me. What can he do? He's unrestricted. See, we've limited God. We've limited God with what I call our thinking or our stinking thinking. We think wrong. We think, so we hear a little phrase, oh, well, we just sinners saved by grace. And people believe that. And they'll say it over and over and over, and they'll say it so much it's embedded in their thinking. You have to take the Word of God just like a bulldozer and root that out and cut another groove in there that says that I am more than a conqueror through Him who lives in me. I am not a sinner. I have never been a sinner. This guy's never been a sinner. You have never been a sinner. The man that was in you, he died. He's gone. He was the sinner. See, unless you think like God thinks about it, you got your, all your thinking all, all twisted up and you'll never step up to the place God wants us. Hallelujah. He said absolute, free from restrictions, unlimited, unconditional, perfect. How many of you know you got a perfect heart? Do you believe that? You got a perfect heart. That's what he's talking about. Under, See, he compared the old covenant and the new covenant. He said the old covenant... We came unto the mount that burned with fire. We read about it a while ago. Thunder and lightning and all that. Said, and if I, if I animal even come close to it, we'd thrust him through with the dark. Man, we were so scared of God. We was afraid of God. But said, you hadn't come to that mountain. You've come to Mount Zion, unto the holy city, unto the assembly, unto the firstborn, praise God, and to the spirits of just men made perfect. <laughs> you got a perfect heart. I mean, it ain't no imperfection in you. You have absolute life in your spirit. Hallelujah. You can get it out here to this body. And get it in that numb skull. And get it to thinking like, like God thinks. He said his, his ways and our, his thinking are not like us, but it can be. See, he wants our minds renewed to the Word of God. See, that's the number one need of the church. You can ask folks, what's the number one need of the church? Oh, we need love, we need it. No, we need our minds renewed to the Word of God and think like the Word said. See. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Eternal life is the tangible, transmittable substance which God Himself has. As the Father hath life in Himself, so has He given the Son to have life in Himself. Praise be unto God. Well, why did you come, Jesus? I am come that you might have this life, that I might transmit it. Hallelujah. 
It is transferable, transmittable. He is the vine, you are the branch. What's in Him is in you, praise God. Hallelujah. Out here on this end is where the fruit grows. There's been plenty of fruits out there, I'll tell you. It has been them. I've seen more than, you know, them granola Christians. Fruit, flakes, and nuts. Amen. You seen them kind? I think Kellogg puts them out. Hallelujah. So where is the source of this stuff? Now he said, as the Father hath life in himself, so is he given the Son to have life in himself. And I am come. Why did you come, Jesus? That you might have this life and have it in abundance. You might have Zoe. Uh, John 5, 26, Ruth's translation. said, far as the Father, being as he is the source of Zoe, has made the Son now the source of Zoe. Hallelujah. He's the source. When you receive Him, you receive eternal life. It is a present day possession of the believer today. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. In John 1, 4 said, In Him was life, and this life was the light of man. Fifth verse said, And this light shineth in darkness. King James real weak on that verse. He said, And, and, this, and, and darkness couldn't comprehend it. I didn't even look up the word comprehend. It was just so weak, I just didn't want, I just looked up other translations. Praise God. Revised Standard said, Darkness has never overcome it. Darkness cannot overcome this stuff. How many of you know they are under our feet? Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. If he gets higher than the sole of your feet, he's too high. Amen. Praise God. So he said, darkness couldn't comprehend it. Revised Standard said, the darkness has never overcome it. Taylor's translation said, the darkness can never extinguish it. If darkness could extinguish it, you'd never got born again. If he can't stop you from being born again, he can't stop. That's the biggest miracle in the world. He didn't heal this fella. He made him a brand new creation. Totally brand new. If he can't stop that, what is a little old cancer? Huh? What is a healing? Healing is healing up something out here of a diseased part. Bless God, this whole man's brand new. Hallelujah. See, you get to thinking like that, and first thing you know, you get mad for putting up with the devil as long as you did. All right, what is darkness? Acts 26, 18. Paul explains it before King Agrippa. He said, I have come to turn the world from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto the power of God. So darkness is the power of Satan. And light is the power of God. There is only two kingdoms. Listen close. There is only two kingdoms. Dark and light. Either you're born again, you have to be born into this realm to be a citizen of the kingdom of Almighty God. Told Nicodemus, you must be born from above to see the kingdom of God. See, praise God. Let me show you something that will not prejudice high, high and dry. Ain't the two races, them and us. 
Who's your brother? Anybody that's got some of this? Who is that fellow over there? He hadn't been born again. Huh? See, Satan's tried to split it up some kind of way here and, and do it all kind of doings like it and get this and don't and this and all that kind of stuff and it ain't but two races. The born again man and those that need Jesus. Hallelujah. Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said in Big John 4.14 when he talked to the woman at the well. Now he told that woman at the well. He said if you knew who you was talking to you'd ask me for some water. He'd ask for a drink of water. He said if you knew who you was talking to you'd ask me for water. He said the water that I shall give shall be in you. In you. A well of water springing up unto everlasting life. Say it'll spring up in you. It is not a well of water stagnant. It is a spring. You ever been to an old spring and drank out of an old spring? It ain't just sitting there. It's bubbling up. It's bubbling. When I first come around charismatic and full gospel people, they used to sing a song. It's bubbling. It's bubbling. And that used to just tickle me for grown people to sing such a thing as that. You know, I was singing a little kid song, you know, one of them little ditties, you know. <laughs> and I thought, my stars, what is this? You know. It's bubbling, they say. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I understand what, you know, maybe they didn't understand what they say. But Jesus said, I am come that you'd have this stuff till it bubble over and overflow in you. It'll bubble over. It'll bubble over. It's bubbling. It's bubbling. It's bubbling. It's alive. It's living in you. It will live its own self. It'll extend itself. It'll flow out of you as a river of living water. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Y'all find John 7. 37. In that day, the last day of the feast, Jesus stood up and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the Scripture said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. This spake he of the Spirit. Now listen to me. That is one of the reasons that the Holy Ghost is so important to receive. Because it acts like a water pump. How many of you ever had an old water pump, an old jacuzzi water pump or a roof barrier or something, and you had to prime that thing and prime it, and you get it started, bless God, and then, you know, and then it didn't take off. You know what I'm saying? Well, the Holy Ghost will pump that life. If that same Spirit that raised Christ dead dwells in you, it'll pump it out to your mortal body and make it alive. See, it acts as a pump. It's a pump. It's a pump. It pumps it out. You pray in tongues and it shakes that stuff up and the gifts of the Spirit and the gift of faith and the gift of working of miracles and you shake that thing up and someone will speak in tongues, someone will have interpretation, someone will prophesy. You shake that and keep that Spirit stirred up and it will activate the life and nature of God and the first thing you know, you'll lay hands on somebody and you'll see the miraculous take place. Hallelujah. 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 I was coming out of the hospital one day been up there visiting somebody, I don't know. And uh, it was looked like a this nurse and five, six, seven people standing around out there talking. And this nurse was all down in the mouth. And I come out and I said, Hallelujah, glory to God. Hallelujah. I got me a little audience. See, so I went to preach. Praise God. And this nurse said, Will you go up there and pray for my husband? I said, What's wrong with him? said, he's been on life support machine for a month or two. said, the only thing that's keeping him alive is the 
is the machine. Said without that, his heart will stop everything. He's just he's just on this machine. And I said, I'll go up there and pray for him. And I went up there, you know, and I walked in and I, I noticed a machine over here. And the machine said 48 on it. Well, I don't know what that machine is and still don't. But the nurse come in and I asked her, I said, what is this? And she said, such and such machine, I forget what it was. I wouldn't know, you know, she wrote it down. Anyway, I said, what is normal with this? She said, normal is around 98 to 100. And I said, what, how long has he been here? 48. I said, said he, we ought to done unplugged him. We ought to done unplugged him. So, uh, machine's there. And so I just started praying in tongues and, and laid my hands on him. Now, you know, if, if what we're talking about is right, then it'll prove out on a machine or anywhere else. You can test this. Hallelujah. You may not see it, but it'll test. And I laid my hands on him and began to pray in tongues. And I noticed this machine, after about 10 minutes, he got up to 52 and 57 and it started moving. And so I take my hands off of it. And in about five minutes, it start dropping right on back down. And so I, I, I'd pray in tongues and lay my hands on it. And it got up 57, it got on 63, and I'd take my hands off and watch. And it'd take about five, six, seven minutes, and it'd start going back down. Just do, 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 like this. And I, I got to thinking, well, that ain't got to do... Uh, uh, uh. It's got to be the life of God. That's all it can be. And so I laid my hands on him, left my hands on him, and this thing went 63, 68, 72, 75, 77, 79, kept climbing like that, 80. It got up and it went to 103, and that boy snapped too just like that. She said, my husband's an atheist. And I said, God will give him a chance. And let me tell you something. You've got a God that's, that, that loves people so much, he'll do whatever it takes. Amen. That fella come too. And I said, son, you need Jesus. He cussed me for everything, every foul thing you can ever think of. And left. Went back into a coma. He didn't just die right then, but he went back into a coma. I turned around and left and told, told her. I told the woman, she's done. Told him what, she, what he did. Said, that's what he always done when I witnessed to him. When he died, she had, she had him cremated and put in a little jar and carried him around with her till she went completely crazy. Them devils that was in that man got in her. Amen. Praise be unto God. Praise be unto God. Hallelujah. I was preaching out on the highway. See, I've been preaching this stuff. This ain't the first year, second year, the tenth year. I've been preaching this 19 years, what you're hearing me talk about right now. 19 years I've been studying on this. Man, I've had, I've had people uh, 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 get wild-eyed and think, my God, what's the man talking about? I'm talking about people who are supposed to know something about the Word of God. Prayed with a lady one night. Give invitation, name Floyd Lee. She came down front, and I said, I knew her. I said, Floor, I said, I thought you went to church over at such and such. I said, yeah, I baptized over there, but here you preach. I ain't never been born again. I said, well, you can get born again. And I said, well, uh, that ain't all. You can get filled with the Holy Ghost. 
And I said, if you're sick or anything like that, you can just get healed. You can get the three-in-one, I told her. You remember that little old motor oil they had, three-in-one motor oil? That's what I was thinking about. And I said, you can just get the three-in-one. I called my wife. No, I said, y'all carry back there and pray. we get saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. Is anything wrong? And so she got saved and filled with the Holy Ghost and healed of a hernia instantly. Praise be unto God. Well, she come in believing God. She come in, she don't know nothing but miracles. One day she came, first time I ever prayed over a handkerchief. Never prayed over a handkerchief. And, and I'd read it in the Bible, but I, you know, I just didn't know anything about it. And anyway, hadn't been preaching long. And she said, I've got a friend that's in the hospital in Hainesville, Louisiana. Spring Hill? Well, I'll just five miles on the road. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Holy Ghost. See, she brings everything. My... <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you. And with Spring Hill? Well, and she said, said, Brother Buzz, she's under an auction tent. They've got life supports on her. She's not going to live. They caught, and said, she ain't never been saved. And she said, I am not fixing to let her die. Said, what can we do? Now she got me on the spot, you know. I've got to think. Now what will we do, you know? <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? Do you know what I'm saying? Amen. I've been preaching a year, year and a half. I didn't know, you know, I ain't dry behind the ears, you know. I'm just now, you know, he had to put me out behind the dog kennel out there to like he refined me like I am now. said, what can we do? And that scripture come in, up in my heart. Acts 19, 11, and 12. How God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. How that unclean spirits and those with palsy were healed when these handkerchiefs and aprons were brought from his body. I said, I'll pray over a handkerchief. Hallelujah. And that's the first time I ever prayed over a handkerchief. And I laid my hands on that and I said, Lord, I'm asking you to store up in that handkerchief the life and nature of God. I know that it will be a deposit left in that hatchet and it'll affect the healing and drive out any evil spirits. And I believe that. And I prayed over that and gave it to her and she went and laid that on that woman up under that auction tent and on that and that woman came too. She got saved and I didn't know it. The woman was 87. You know, if I'd have knew that, I don't know what I'd have, I'd have, I'd have you know, I'd have, I might have told her to call Brother Oral Roberts or something, you know. You know what I'm saying? But ten years later, that lady was still living. God gave her another ten years, praise God. Why? Because the life and nature of God is transmittable. These things are God's jumper cables. That's His booster cables. Hallelujah. You ever see folks get down in a dump sometime and they need a shot? Well, come get you a shot. That's what the body of Christ is for. We stand together as one man to deduce to spite unto the enemy. One's down, bless God, we'll all pick them up. Hallelujah. 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 Turn to little John right quick. My wife done preached up all my time. Again, hallelujah. I'm going to have to give her a study hall next time instead of class. <laughs> hallelujah. Big John, I mean, little John 5, 11. And this is the record 
You got a record. What is that record? It's called the Lamb's. You got a record of it in heaven. And this is the record that God has given us eternal life. And this life is in His Son. This is the record of it. He got it. It's recorded. It's recorded. I got life. I got Zoe. I got the nature of God. It flew out, flowed out of God into Jesus and He became the sword. And I received Jesus and I received the life. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. See, that's the trouble then, folks. If trouble ain't this fellow's a sinner. This, tr- this fellow, he, he can quit sinning, and he's still in trouble. He can just be the finest fellow. Man, I know, I had an uncle, one of the finest fellows you ever met in your life. Deacon in a church, 37 years. I got saved and prayed with him, and he got saved. <laughs> Good fellow, made cakes, carried it to the sick. Go visit the sick. Wouldn't say a cuss word. Why, if you mention alcohol, he'll allow, he allow to have a conniption fit. He wouldn't do nothing wrong. But he had something down on the inside of him called death. You can forgive him all the sin. He could, be, he could be perfect. Do no good. He's got to have life. He's got to have life. Hallelujah. 13 first, these things have I written to you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know. He wants us to know something. Know what? That you have eternal life. That you got it now. That you have it now. Wade's translation said that you may be sure. I like that. William Barclay, Baptist theologian, said, My purpose in writing this letter to you is to give you the assurance that you possess eternal life. He wants to give you the assurance. He wants you to know it now. Schoenfield, Hugh J. Schoenfield, Jewish scholar, that you may be aware that you do possess eternal life. He wants you to be aware of it. Praise be unto God. Praise be unto God. Turn with me back to the sixth chapter of Big John. So, you know, some of these scriptures I'll go over and over and over and over and over, and one reason I'll do that is because I want you to be sure and have assurance and to know, to know that it's a record in heaven that you got eternal life. You got it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It sure ain't something you're going to get when you get to heaven and live forever because everybody lives forever. See, praise God. John 6, 33. Jesus said, For the bread of God is he that, which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. That's the bread. Where's the source of this stuff? He got it out of heaven. Where did this stuff come from? He got it out of heaven. As the Father had some of it, He has some of it. Hallelujah. Why did Jesus have to come into this world? Why did He have to be born of a virgin? Why did He have to be born uh, uh, like He was? Because He had to be born just like any other man, but He was born with His Father's genes in Him, praise God. Hallelujah. Out from under the jurisdiction of spiritual death. See, the high, whole world life in darkness. Jesus right in the middle of the, this world operated... And Satan couldn't do anything with him. <laughs> Hallelujah. 35th verse. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. And he that believeth on me shall never thirst. So he is the bread that came down from God. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven. He came down from heaven. He came down. How did he come? He came 
in the form of a spirit. He entered into Mary as soon as she received the word of God. The angel Gabriel said, I'm sent from God. Said, that which will overshadow you shall be of, uh, uh, of the Holy Ghost. He, she said, according to your word, be it unto me. When she received the word, she received the seed. Hallelujah. Nine months later, she delivered it. Praise God. Turn with me, if you will, to the book of the Revelation, the second chapter. Praise be unto God. Praise be unto God. Hallelujah. Revelations, the second chapter. Look in the seventh verse. John the Revelator is getting guided to or through heaven. And he said, tell this to the churches. He that hath ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Now you see, that's something to do. That's kind of got a little reference back to where God put Adam. Huh? Right in the middle of the paradise of God, there was a tree of life. Now there was another tree of the knowledge of good and evil, but there was a tree of life, and there was a choice to be made, and he made the wrong choice. It affected all of humanity. There's another tree of life. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What'll that tree of life do? Huh? Flip over to Revelation 22nd chapter. Now it's a tree of life. What's the tree of life for? What's it going to do? It's just going to grow some fruit and look at it. And ain't it pretty? Revelation 22. First verse. And he showed me a pure river of life. Clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. Now this is the source of it. Where is the source of it? It's coming out of heaven, it's coming out of God, and it's coming out of the Lamb of God. Now what will it do? This tree of life. Second verse, in the midst of the street, the street of it, and on either side of the river was, was there the tree of life which bear twelve manner of fruit and yield her fruit every month and the leaves of the trees were for the healing of the nations. Bless God. He said there is a tree of life. And he said when they come in, they might not have known it, but these leaves, that'll get them healed. Well, let me tell you something. There's a tree of life, and it's the same life that got them healed in the millennium and in, the, in heaven. It'll do the same thing down here as it did in heaven. Someone said, well, that's in heaven. Well, Jesus prayed, bless God, that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. You can't get around that. Hallelujah. You can't get around it. Ain't no use of telling me all that kind of stuff. Well, that's for heaven and sweet by and by. No, it ain't. He said you can have a whole bunch of it right now. You can have this stuff flowing out of the throne of God, out of Jesus and the Lamb, praise God. What will it do? We know it'll heal. He just said so right there. Hallelujah. 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 Who was he writing this to anyway? He said, write this to the churches. <laughs> huh? Ain't no churches in heaven. 
Now, I know a lot of folks think they'll be the only church in heaven, but that I don't believe it. A lot of folks are going to be surprised, aren't they? Hallelujah. 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 Praise be unto God. Now, let me say something else about this stuff here. This life, this life, a man that's got faith, it'll draw this stuff just like a magnet will draw iron. It'll just draw it. It'll draw that life to it. There was a fellow that was the head knocker at the synagogue. His name was J. Iris. He's the Presidente. He is the top. He don't like nothing Jesus does. He preaches against him just like all the rest of them. But his little daughter got sick. You know, that'll change your theology. Sickness come on you. It'll change your theology. Kind of like a fellow told me, he said, you know, that, uh, uh, that, that healing business kind of a side issue, ain't it? I said, yeah, he wasn't a Jesus, so it took up over half his ministry. You know, and it, it, it may be a side issue, but wait till you get sick and then see how, what side it's on. See? Till you need it. See? Amen. Amen. Jairus is the Presidente. He is the high potentate of the church. And his little girl got sick and his theology. Here Jesus is walking along. There is a woman with an issue of blood that's coming along. There is a multitude. It said they're packed in there. They're pressing, thronging. All those were, it was a crowd of them. You know what Jairus did? His theology changed when his little baby girl got sick. You know them little baby girls is precious to daddies. See, they something special. And he came and fell at Jesus' feet. He said, come lay your hands on my little daughter and she'll live and not die. You know what Jesus did? You've been preaching against me, ain't you, boy? Faith spoke. And Jesus just wheeled and went with it. Never said a word. He's going this way. That faith will draw this life of God just like iron will draw a magnet. Folks. A magnet. <laughs> Amen. It'll draw it. It'll draw it. It'll draw it. I used to have a little dog, two little dogs, and I'd put them on one side of the table. I said, watch this little dog. And I'd wiggle that over there, and he'd just run all over. You ever had one of them? You remember them? Had maggots on uh, magnets on them? <laughs> maggots too, I'd imagine. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hebrews 11, 6 says, It is impossible to please God without faith. Because you must believe that he is, and then he is rewarder of them that seek him. Praise God. Hallelujah. He said, the just shall live by faith. See, if we want to please God, we need to operate in faith. Why? That this life will constantly coming and, and flowing. See, you know, he talks about how to fight the good fight of faith. See, most folks read this first part. Fight the good fight of faith. Man, this fight, this fate's a hard fight, ain't it? Man, I'm fighting to stay in faith. No. He said, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Lay hold on it. You want to fight a good fight of faith? Lay hold on eternal life. See, that life believes all things in the Word of God. That life, that life on the inside of you has faith built into it. See, he said Galatians 2.20, It's no longer I that lives, but it's Christ that lives in me. And the life that I now live in this meat house, in this flesh, I live by the Faith of the Son of God. I'm operating on the Jesus faith. Why? I got the life of God in me. See? Get a hold of that. See, you won't have no trouble with faith. 
That faith's a struggle. No. Praise God. During the seven-year tribulation period, there will be plagues poured out upon the earth. They will be so vile. It'll be times that men will want to kill themselves and they can't die. They'll jump out of windows and break everything about them and they can't die. There'll be rivers polluted. So let's read about it in the eighth chapter there of, of, of uh, Revelation. Eighth chapter, book of the Revelation. Look in the ninth verse. It said in the third part of the creatures which were in the sea and had life died. This is one of the plagues. And the third part of the ships were destroyed. And the third angel sounded and there fell a great star from heaven burning as were a lamp. And it fell upon the third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of water. Now listen to this thing. And the name of the star as were called Wormwood. And the third part of, of the waters became Wormwood. And many men died of the waters because they were made bitter or poison. They were totally polluted. Flip over into the 16th chapter of the book of the Revelation. Now these rivers and these waters, they're polluted, they're poisoned. Nothing withhold. 16th chapter of the book of the Revelation. First verse. John said, I heard a great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels, Go your way and pour out the vials of the wrath of God upon the earth. And the first went and poured out his vial upon the earth. And there fell a nauseous, grievous sore upon men which had marked which had the mark of the beast, and upon them which worship his image. And the second angel poured out of his vial upon the sea, and it became as blood of a dead man, coagulated. Dead man. And every living soul died in the sea. Everything in the sea died. And the third angel poured out of his vial upon the river and fountains of water, and they became blood, or this flowing blood. Now you have a stench coming up from the earth. You have a stench that's polluted. Men have sores on them, boils on them. They can't die. They pray to die, and they can't die. They can't find water. It's polluted. The rivers are polluted with this stuff. The fish, dead fish are stinking. Turn with me back to the 47th chapter of the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel got a glimpse of what would happen when Jesus comes back at the end of the tribulation period. At the end. Ezekiel, 47th chapter. You got your shouting clothes on? All right, now listen to it. First verse, that afterwards he brought me, 47th verse, I mean 47th verse, first verse, afterward he brought me again unto the door of the house. You remember when 
when uh, the angel carried uh, uh, John to the door of the house and he opened it and he saw the river of life out there, he's talking about the same thing that he saw. All right, afterwards he brought me again into the door of the house. And behold, waters issued out from under the threshold of the house eastward. And, and for the forefront of the house stood towards the east, and the waters came down from under the under from the right side of the house at the south side of the of the altar then brought he me brought he me out of the way to the gate northward and led me about the way without unto the utter gate by the way that looketh eastward and behold there ran out waters on the right side then he goes on and said went out the left side and it and it it was up to the ankle right up to the knees and then he said it got so strong that there was up it was a river of this stuff and it began to flow and fifth verse that afterwards he measured a thousand and it was a river that I could not pass over for the waters were risen waters to swim in a river that could not be passed over and he said unto me son of man hast thou seen this then he brought me and caused me to return to the brink of the river. Now when I returned, behold, at the bank of the river were very many trees on the one side and on the other. You know where he's flowing out. Flowing out of the throne, the river of life. Eighth verse said, Then said he unto me, These waters issue out towards the east country and go down into the desert and go into the sea which being brought forth into the sea the waters shall be healed praise God and he said and it shall come to pass that everything that liveth which moveth whatsoever the river shall come shall live praise be to God and there shall be a very great multitude of fish because these waters shall come thither for they shall be healed and everything shall live whether the river cometh. I'm telling you, it's a river of life that flows out during the millennial right, right out of the throne of God. It ushers out, blessed be God, and it goes into those rivers that are polluted and everything is coagulated and it heals them all and there's multitudes of fish that come alive and everything it touches, it brings life to them. Hallelujah. You got something on the inside of you proceeds out of the very throne room of Almighty God. You've got something that came down from another world. Praise God. It's the life and nature of Almighty God. It'll heal your, your sick soul. It'll drive out disease. Bless God. It's that crimson flow. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise be unto God. We've lived so below of what God's intending for us to do. It's just it, Christianity don't even resemble what I read out of the Bible. Can you say amen? amen? Hallelujah, hallelujah. He says, let everyone that thirst come. Drink of the water freely. Oh, hallelujah. Come drink freely. Everyone that thirst, let him come. Let him come. Let him come. Hallelujah. Well, praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the 21st lesson y'all have. Praise God.